This is our second recording concerning the book of Nahum. And there's a sense in which this, uh, the book of Nahum could be the sequel to the book of Jonah. And you might remember Nahum particularly for that because Jonah starts off revealing God's will for the Assyrians that they would love him, that they would turn to him, and God being slow to anger and being quick to forgive, he forgives Assyria's sins when Jonah comes and he preaches to them. Ben Ware says, page 226, the theme of this prophecy is the judgment of on deserving Nineveh. The first part of Nahum's message looks at God as judge, but he does so in light of God's character. Now we've just looked at God's character as he is one who is revealed in Exodus 34 as someone who is compassionate and gracious. And we've looked at his hesed, his loving kindness and truth. And so out of that character... God has been very patient with Nineveh because the Lord is holy and hates sin. He must judge those who sin and don't repent. Chapter 1, verses 2 through 8 says this, but he doesn't rush to judgment because he's characterized as being slow to anger. Verse 3 of chapter 1, when the people of Nineveh had been given special revelation about the true God through the preaching of Jonah many years before, so their sinning now was done in light of knowledge. It's not as if they had not been told who God was and what, and what they were, how they were to live. Judgment was deserved and was coming. They were people who had particularly been warned. The people of Judah were to take both a warning and encouragement from God's dealings with Nineveh. Verse 7 and verse 15 of chapter 1 are particularly pointed to Judah, letting them see or rather telling them to look at what was going to happen to Nineveh and to not follow, to take encouragement from it, and to not stumble into the same sins that Nineveh had committed. And then in part two, there's the carrying out of the destruction of Nineveh. It's foreseen. Nineveh's prepared for an attack in chapter 2, verse 1. The attack will be furious, and a great slaughter will take place. The streets of Nineveh will be seen as filled with soldiers and chariots who kill and destroy the inhabitants of that massive city. Even though Nineveh was naturally protected by the Tigris River, she would nevertheless fall and her defenders would flee, leaving the city completely ruined. The devastation is certain because the Lord God has pronounced the chilling word that he is against Nineveh. That's not a word we ever want to hear about God, because God certainly holds everything together. All he has to do is remove his power from us and he wins. And if we face the wrath of the Lord, we will surely be destroyed. The third and final section, it gives the reasons the judgment was fair and deserved. Nineveh will reap destruction because she sowed such evils as brutality, immorality, and idolatry. She was unkind and she was filthy in her behavior and she worshipped other gods. The judgment that will come is an irreversible one. There's no hope for the people. The wound is incurable. Syria was unlike Israel and Judah who were in a covenantal relationship with the Lord. Nineveh had no future. So this is the protection that God has on his special people. He's called out Israel for himself. 
So the importance of the Abrahamic covenant is illustrated here. The sins of Israel and Judah were essentially no different than the sins of Nineveh. Look at that. That actually, in a sense, makes the sins of Israel and Judah even worse. They knew. They had full command. They had the entire constitution of the nation that had been given to them in the Pentateuch. And therefore, since they knew what they were called to do even more fully, it makes their sin even worse. But Nineveh was not innocent. As Ben Ware says, in fact, Israel and Judah may have been far worse because they had so much knowledge of the Lord, but Israel and Judah were in a covenant relationship with the Lord. And this unconditional covenant guaranteed Israel's future. Though they experienced terrible disciplines from the hand of their God, our God, the covenant did and still remains intact. And there is a future for Judah and for Israel as one nation, but there is no future for Nineveh. And thus we come to the end of the book of Nahum and take care to mark this book well. And when you preach through the book of Jonah, at least make reference to the book of Nahum and bring this data, this information, this truth to bear on your preaching.